Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the only show on the internet that reviews wrestling. There's no other ones. It's just me carrying this criticism on my back. That is a lie. Let's up those downs. Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley kicked off Dynamite and talk about starting things off big because, of course, whoever did win this was going to go to the finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament next week. That got me all pumped up. And sure, most of us knew that Mox was going to get the W, but do not forget, Sammy is a massive asshole, so maybe he was going to ass his way to victory massively regret saying it. And the absolute best part is that even though Moxley comes across like an absolute killer, he understands that goofy wrestling is also important. So when they were doing a chop battle, he received one and he just playfully went on the floor and acted like he'd gone to sleep. He then got back to his feet and he chopped the absolute crap out of Sammy Guevara. And I'm not going to lie, I almost cried. I enjoyed it so much. He pissed Guevara off something fierce so he did a couple of dives and then he took Jonathan's head and he smashed it into Simba the Steel steps. I kind of stared off into the distance like that. What a 180 that was. It was like funnies to death. It barely phased Mox, who then grabbed Sammy and threw him into Barry Barricade. But get this, Guevara then threw him into Rita the Ring Post, and then they got tossed over Timmy the Timekeeper's table. So I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. The quadruple. We had Simba, we had Rita, we had Timmy, and we had Barry. And I was like, this is a Really, really stupid show. Yes, yes it is. This continued to peak as there was a back rake and it was the most aggressive back rake you've ever seen in your life. And then when Guevara went for the GTH Moxie just got out of that and went right into the bulldog choke. And I nodded and I thought to myself, <laughs> pretty good. It was the same when Sammy somehow busted out a Spanish fly, especially because he was about to be hit with a lariat, so he is very talented. But it then reversed again because he got hit with a German suplex from the top rope. And clearly the Jericho Appreciation Society got very scared at this moment because out came Ty Mello and out came Jana JAS. This was so smart though because after they had cast distraction for 10 MP, Mello got in the ring. She smacked John Moxie right in the balls when Sammy used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And that was just meant to give you the one, two percent of doubt that maybe, just maybe, Jonathan was going to lose. Now, he did kick out, but like I say, this was thinking. 
It really annoyed John, though, who did get out of another GTH before he hit the Death Rider and he got the 1-2-3. He is now going through to the finals next week. And let's face it, if he does become the world champion for the third time, is anyone going to moan? Yes, there's always that one guy. I can't believe it. But screw him. I'm giving it up. Also, during this match, if you can believe it, somebody in one of the front rows held a cardboard cutout up of a bald man that had an octopus on his head. Because I'm a bit slow, I was like, wait a minute, that bald man is me, and on top of his skull was the flipping Pesipus. So I lost my damn mind, because yes, some hero actually did bring a cardboard cutout of me with an octopus on my head and got it live on Dynamite. You have no idea how much this made my day. I laughed, I got my girlfriend in here, she laughed too. We were just laughing our asses off, so genuinely. I'm putting my hands together, and I don't think we've ever done this before unless it's been specifically asked of me. You don't just get an up, you get a golden up. I am going to chuckle about this for the rest of the year. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for making me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. Here he is as well, that's right, he's back on my head. <laughs> you know the deal, when he is involved, he has something to say. I can't believe that you brought a cardboard cutout of me to AEW Dynamite, but you didn't use this face. And you used this instead. How am I meant to be taken seriously on the internet as a very, very angry octopus if people don't take me seriously on my own damn show? I mean, he does have a point. I am sick and tired of people not taking me seriously. I mean, what have I ever done to deserve that? AEW then remembered that going scorched earth is probably kind of okay for business because Excalibur on commentary started going, oh my gosh, there's a backstage fracas featuring MJF. And if that wasn't a wink-wink nudge-nudge to everything that happened after All Out 2022, well, it definitely was. But Maxwell did storm to the ring and he cut the fans off straight away and said that he isn't playing some character like John Moxley. He is the real deal and he wants to become the world champion. Because to him, Mox is only acting a certain way because of all his struggles recently. And it's probably going to end with him being a drunken mess. This is one of those moments where I just start shaking my head. I'm like, ha ha, we're doing it again. It always makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. He also turns his attention to Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho and was like, look, you don't want to win that tournament because bad things that happen to people that mess with me. And then he went back to John Moxley and was like, oh man, you beat your demons. Well, I tell you one demon you're not going to beat me. I was whipping a woman again. I can't handle it. We then finally got the tie-in from the pay-per-view as well. And I was a little bit worried because at one stage, it looked like we weren't going to reference it. But MJF told us that he was going to bring out someone he's been friends with ever since he was 19 years old. And out came Stokely Hathaway. He was also with his group that are now called The Firm. And they both straight up told us, we are buddies, we are boys. And one of the reasons that Maxwell did come back to AEW is because Stokely found him and said, you can't quit the company because that's going to give everybody what they want. I was a bit like, Stokes, I don't think that's true. Have you heard this crowd? They love it. They also made it clear that they're basically guns for hire when it comes to MJF. So when he doesn't need them, they won't be hanging out playing Nintendo. And once again, that's just a really smart thing to do. Because you want to make sure the firm have their own storylines. And obviously MJF doesn't need anyone. But if we need some kind of storyline aspect, we can bring them back together. Hathaway then made sure to put over everybody in his stable. Because he said that W. Morrissey is so big, he can do whatever he wants. Lee Moriarty is going to bring the honour back to Ring of Honour. The Gun Club is going to go after the tag team titles. And Ethan Page... He wants the All-Atlantic Championship. So they have worked out their plan, much like their James Bond villains. And even though MJF did vanish 
during the last bit. Everything he does is just gold. And while we're not 100% there when it comes to the firm, it certainly is the seeds that could plan out to something good. Right, so I'll cross my arms again and wait and see. This was all fine. Get it up. And then Jungle Boy beat Jay Lethal. He probably needed it. Lethal was out with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt, so you knew that some kind of ridiculousness was on the cards. But given that Christian Cage had killed Jungle Boy at the pay-per-view, you just sat there the whole time going, Jungly Jim probably needs a win. And then he got it and everything was okay. Otherwise, we basically reminded everybody here that Satnam is a really tall dude. Like at one point, Jack Perry was going for a dive he just stood in the way. So Jungle Boy was like, well, what am I meant to do now? I mean, imagine this happened to you when you were walking down the street. You're just strolling along and you see a tall person. So you just stop and look at them. I mean, all you got to do is take one step to the right and go around them. It did, of course, allow Duck to be a massive dickhead and he was casting distraction. This is when Jay Lethal grabbed Jungle Boy and gave him a backbreaker on the top rope. And I was like, nah, bruh, I don't want any of that. It looked disgusting. There was also this story that Jungle Boy was probably still wrecked from All Out, and that is likely true, because not only was he almost murdered by a Hall of Famer, he was beaten up by a dinosaur. And who else can say that in 2022? The list is going to be very short. We, of course, eventually got into a forearm battle because that's what we do in 2022. We have to have forearm battles and we have to have dives. And if you don't do this, the protective layer around the Earth disintegrates and aliens come down and start going pew, 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 pew and kill us all. So really, we should be very thankful to them. There's also this great reversal out of the lethal injection because Jungle Boy was able to hit a Larry and a Brain Buster. But then, <laughs> eventually, Jay got back to his feet and do you know what he hit the boy with the kill switch which is christian's move and this was mostly jungle fighting from underneath but you should do that because he's meant to be a sympathetic baby face so eventually jay lethal went for the figure four but jungle boy had that scouted he locked on the snare trap and after a few more shenanigans lethal had no choice he tapped out bing wig for jungle boy getting it up. We then just had the best video package ever because it was Hook and Action Bronson telling us that next week at Grand Slam, they are indeed going to be taking on Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. And seriously, if this goes the way that I think it's going to go, it is going to be the greatest match of the year. And look at my face. I'm not joking. You have two dudes that are genuinely hilarious. And then you have a rapper who used to have a cooking show called like, I can't remember now, something like Flub Me. That's delicious. And you've got Hook. So I have no idea which way this is going to go, but trust me, I'm excited. And then this feeling doubled, and honestly, thank you, AEW, because I need what happened afterwards in my life, and you gave it to me as if it was my birthday, and we're nowhere near. Because that Luigi pizza guy that had made waves on the internet recently, and if you haven't seen him, he's an indie dude that literally fights as he's spinning pizza dough for no reason whatsoever, tapped up on dynamite, and just as he was going, hey, yeah, I'm a pizza. What are you going to do? Ethan Page right and booted him right in the face. And the pratfall that Luigi took, somebody give him the world title. I mean, he was so angry, I almost cried because it was so funny. And then Dan turned up and Ethan was like, I can't handle it. I can't handle all you goobers. So why don't we have a match on Rampage? So I'm 100% going to tune into that. And it kind of feels like Paige is about to go through all the stupid gimmicks in pro wrestling. So I'm putting my hand up right away. I've got a stupid gimmick in pro wrestling. I will fight and lose to Ethan Page. This only went on for about 45 seconds, but I don't care. I am giving it an up. Wrestling is about being entertained 
and nothing will top this until like 2036. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We then have another video featuring Darby Allen. This guy is nuts because he's been at the Nitro Circus trying to flip his bike off a ramp, and I have no idea how he does it, when Matt Hardy teleported in, and he was all like, Darby Allen, we've had feuds, and we've been friends, and we've been in tag team matches, but I need to get back on track, so I'm challenging you to a match on Rampage. That was pretty unexpected, but look, I like Darby Allen, I like Matt Hardy, so I'm going to win. Powerhouse Hobbs followed... He is still squashing for. Now, I think I would have been a bit meh towards this if Ricky Starks hadn't got involved. But thankfully, well, Ricky Starks got involved. Because as I said, during All Out 22, ups and downs, it doesn't matter that Rick did get absolutely pulverized during that show. Because as soon as he has a microphone in his hand, he'll cut a promo and we'll all love him again. Now, we're still waiting for that, but I think that it's close. Because, yeah, after Hobbs had flattened Matt DiMartino, he got on the microphone and was all like, the next chapter of the book of Hobbs must be written. Whereas Ricky Starks was like, no, man, I haven't read this one out. He came through the crowd. He hit him so hard with the microphone. Hobbs was bleeding from his lip. Then he got all right up in the ring. It's a pretty good visual. So all this needs is a little bit more TV time and a little bit more focus, and it will be such a good feud because I'm invested in both guys in the way that I'm supposed to. I've said it once and I'll say it twice. You give them this and they will become super duper top tier players. It is getting it up. Interestingly, the Death Triangle then told us they wanted to go after the tag team championships. I was like, well, that's weird because you've only just won the trios belts. When, yeah, it was swerving our glory, defending those championships against Phoenix and Penta. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. And this really was just a great, great match. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was absolutely silly. And they just pulled the gun on the go trigger and they did absolutely everything, including one part 
Swerve Strickland was going to do a handstand, so Penta went clapamo. And he just kicked his hands out from underneath him. Because again, what didn't they do here? They did everything. Phoenix also made the huge mistake because he tried to chop Keith Lee. And Keith was like, ah, that's not going to work. So he absolutely throttled him. And once again, the story that we are delivering here is so good. Because Swerve is clearly the asshole, whereas Keith Lee is clearly a good guy. But they're going to be tag team champions at least for a little while longer. So how the hell is that going to play out? This tied in too because Swerve was just trying to mock the Lucha Brothers as much as possible. Whereas Keith was just being a beast. I mean, at one point, he grabbed Phoenix out of midair and he threw him into Penta. Don't forget, that's not normal. You're not meant to be using humans as projectiles. We then had another 180 because when Penta did go for the fear factor, Swerve just slapped the shit out of him. And then somehow Phoenix hit a Spanish fly. So I have to correct what I did say earlier. When it comes to 2022 wrestling, you have to have dives, you have to have forearm battles, and you have to have the Spanish fly. If you don't have those three things in your match, you don't know what you're doing. It also led to this crazy near fall where if you can believe it, Penta jumped off of Phoenix's back and he caved Keith Lee the destroyer. Now the fans came unglued for this and it was a tremendous near fall and maybe they would have won. But when Swerve saw Phoenix on the top rope, he just pushed him off. It meant that Keith Lee was completely free to hit the ground zero and get the one, two, three. And I know, I get it. Oh, I can't believe that the brand new trios champions just lost the match. I do not care. Maybe I should care, but I do not care. I have real problems. And this was so damn fun and it entertained me. There's that word again. The acclaimed also came out afterwards and was all like, listen, Swerve, don't you ever interrupt our rap again. They didn't sound as geeky as that because they're quite cool. And they promised to win the tag team championships next week in New York City. I kind of think that does have to happen. They are so over it ridiculous. Back was also super pissed that his boys had lost because we then cut to the back again. Alex Marvez was all like, hey, Pac, how do you feel about the fact that your friends are a pile of goobs? And he's like, wait a minute, you can't say that to me. I'm Pac, the first ever two-time champion in AEW. Then from nowhere, doing this hand just came out of nowhere and they knocked Pac out. At first I was like, oh, it's Inspector Gadget. It wasn't, it was Orange Cassidy. He also grabbed a microphone and said that Pac isn't going to be a double champion for very long, which means he wants to end the reign of Tupac. And I will stop doing that joke soon. In many ways, this did kind of make Cassidy the bad guy because he jumped Pac. But look, we've seen this match before, it was good. It will be excellent when they do it again. And don't forget the winner is probably gonna face Ethan Page. And I'm gonna sign off on that. I like it. Tony Storm and Athena were then yelling at Serena Deeb and Britt Baker, mostly because Baker had a tax sheet on AEW Dark, and now she was out that tag team match. They were also all like, oh man, you're a dentist. What a loser. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> must suck to have a really well-paid job. Shockingly, we then did have this tag team match. Once again, I was a little antsy beforehand because it's like nobody is mentioning Jamie Hayter and we had that massive story about Jamie Hayter at the All Out pay-per-view when in that video there were a lot of references to Jamie Hayter and then when everyone was coming to the ring, Excalibur was like, oh, hi, Jamie Hayter. Thank you very much for clearing that up. Otherwise, this was Athena doing what she always does and just hitting all of these cold moves until Britt Baker was here and she went brob and she cast distraction by grabbing her foot. What an asshole. That allowed Deeb to go after her leg because if you can't move, you can't wrestle. And then this basically turned into what you would expect from a tag team match. Athena got beaten up for the while and was like, oh my gosh, I must make the hot tag to Tony Storm. But look, if it ain't broke, don't break it because there's no need to break it. 
that's not the same. Eventually, Tone did get this power slap, and I tell you, I love the fact that she always doubles down on a couple of moves. She wants to do that hip attack in the corner, and she just wants to do DDTs, and there's nothing wrong with this. If you think you have the skill with a certain maneuver, why wouldn't you keep going for it? Given that she was fighting two people, eventually Baker cut her off with the sing blade, and then Serena Deeb was in there just doing Serena Deeb stuff. I mean, at one point, she got hit with a crossbody, but she rolled through into a single leg Boston Crab. She's just so damn good and so smooth when it comes to pro wrestling. She deserves a round of applause. This is when the tag clacks and ha went off and Athena got thrown into Simba the Steel Steps as back in the ring, Tony Storm got out of the deep tox, which is when eventually Rebel, who was at ringside, started freaking out. So she was cast in distraction. She somehow got a chair to Britt Baker as well. And given the referee had no idea what was going on, Baker held this damn thing in the corner when Deeb took Tony Storm's head just threw her into it face first and then she pinned her and I was like yeah that would happen you just destroyed her skull and surely this means now we can do Tony Storm versus Serena Deep in the future because she did just pin the champion and they had really good chemistry here so I think that will rock giving it up. And this does bring us to the negative Nancys because yes, I did receive many tweets and Instagram messages with people going, Simon, I can't believe that AEW pinned all their champions on this episode of Dynamite. Because of course the Lucha Brothers got pinned earlier and Tony Storm got pinned here. But especially with this one, I don't see how you can complain it's just good storytelling, because once again, Deeb can now say, give me title shot. This also ties into the folk who get in touch with me to say, Simon, you can't just keep giving all ups for the shows, because eventually it means less. And I thought about that, and I was like, okay, well, that's a good point, and I like to try and give back something to all of the audience. So you're right, I am going to give something a down, but it has nothing to do <laughs> with what we've just talked about. I kind of feel like Wardlow should have been on this show, because he is the TNT champion, Ever since the last pay-per-view, or the pay-per-view before last, all his momentum seems to have petered out a bit. So we gotta start treating him like a Brian Danielson or a Chris Jericho or a John Moxley and always make sure he has something to do within any given week. So that's what I'm gonna give a down. And you're now saying, Simon, what a weird tangent you just went on. It's true. We also had more when it came to this women's match though, because afterwards Britt Baker and Serena D were doing a beatdown. When out came Jamie Hayter, it looked like she was going to twonk Britt with a chair, but instead she just went after Tony Storm. But the dentist was all freaked out about this because she's like, I'm sorry, Jamie, I'm sorry. And Hayter basically ignored her and she walked to the back. And I like this because now we have multiple people who want the AEW title. Eventually we can do that Britt versus Jamie match. No problem with this. In fact, let's do more of it. Paul Excalibur then had to run down what's going down on Rampage on Friday and the two New York shows next week. And there was so much information here. Surely he just wants a nap afterwards, but more power to him when it was time for our main event, the other semi-final of the world title tournament, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. And I'm sorry, but the stakes don't get higher than that. I mean, there is so much name value to this. They could have sat down and played Goldeneye and I would have been invested. But also, it actually ties into everything that did happen at All Out. Because, of course, Chris Jericho won there by cheating. So you spent the whole time watching this going, well, what if the wizard does it once again? I'm a bit worried about Brian Danielson. Danielson just out-wrestled Jericho to begin with, which was also a wink-wink nudge-nudge to what happened before. But that didn't work. Jericho gave him a German suplex. And then they chopped each other so damn much, you've got to go and see how red their chests were. At one point, because I'm a bit stupid, I was like, oh great, a tomato's in the ring. 
I was incorrect. They wound them up both much. They charged at the other one and both fell to the ground. This is when Jericho grabbed Danielson's head and started slamming it into the mat. But as would become apparent throughout this, this was to sell the idea that Brian Danielson has turned into some kind of superhero. Because his brain was going into the floor and then he just shrugged his shoulders like, yeah, that's all you got, let's go. It also meant that when Jericho went for a charge, he went right into Rita the ring post, but then they were tussling on the top and Christopher Jericho did like the most perfect top rope Hurricane Rana you've ever seen. And don't forget, this guy is 50 and somehow right now is having some of his best matches ever. He tried to follow up with the Judas effect, but Brian was having none of that, so he went all submission and started elbowing him in the head. But when Jericho retaliated and he was laying in the hammer and elbows, once again, Brian just looked at the AEW world title and acted like this was the equivalent of someone taking a cushion and rubbing it against his cheek. So at this point, I was like, right, that's it. Brian Danielson has to become the AEW world champion because he's the best. This all then came to a halt because after Danielson had fallen to the outside, he tweaked his ankle and Chris Jericho picked up on this like somebody had offered him free pizza because he went absolutely ballistic, even giving Danielson the figure of four around the ring post. He then started to lock in all the submissions. He was like, damn it, you've hurt your leg and I'm going to make sure I take advantage of it and of course throughout all that Danielson hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment Ooh, almost fell over he got the near fall. instead they just went back and forth for a little bit longer and this is so good you have to go and watch it these two guys are top tier talent and eventually the American Dragon locked in the label lock and it was such a horrific one I actually thought Chris Jericho's nose was gonna come off and I ran to Google and did a bit of research and yes Turns out, you need your nose. There was nowhere else to go, so eventually Jericho did tap out, meaning within AEW, they're now one and one, so that makes all the sense in the world. And we saw Daniel Garcia in the back afterwards, and he was doing the clapping. I like to think he was actually doing this because a stagehand had whispered to him, ice cream is the best food, and Garcia was like, oh yeah, it is. And of course, out came John Moxie after this, and they did shake hands. But that is your final for the World Championship next week. And it's kind of been the plan because, of course, CM Punk and the Young Bucks had to step aside. But it has worked out so well. Months ago, these two were fighting. We then got the Blackpool Combat Club. And it's now kind of going to end with one of them winning the top prize in all of the company. And that is so good. It makes me want to collapse. Getting it up. So it was just tremendous. It got the excitement flowing. And as they say, it was just a good bit of business as was this entire AEW Dynamite. Tony Khan has used all the controversy to kind of steady the ship a little bit, and it is so damn fun, I am giving it an up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.